And hello and welcome to this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. Now, this is an infected Monkey Nut Punch podcast because both I and Gareth have had the Lurgies. Unfortunately, the Lurgies are still with Gareth. Um, so I am taking on like the brave soldier that I am, the hosting duties, and and I'll I'll you know rescue Gareth because I'm his hero, aren't I, Gareth? You still owe me two t-shirts. <laughs> Chuck was only but Chuck desperately trying to save you from from your debt. So yeah, he's a good buddy. Uh, it's not not as bad as Friday's podcast that I did for the Gaming Face Punch channel, where I had no voice and it was just Babster and Nigel just pissing themselves laughing at my squeakiness. So we've got all, I'm all raspy now, which is much better. Well, you sound much more husky, you know, much more manly. Yeah, uh, joking. Joking aside, I had it earlier on in the week. Worst call I've had in months. It was it was not good. So uh, well done for soldiering on. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? Well, Gareth discovered Slow Horses on Apple TV, which is fucking awesome. Um, so we, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about Picard Season 3 because it just keeps getting better. Um, and Disney finally fired somebody for being shit. It's only taken them of God knows how many years. So, Gareth, what what do you want to talk about first? Let's start off with the firing for being shit because um, it's it, I I don't know why this isn't like standard operating procedure for Disney. You're shit, ergo you are gone. <laughs> I really don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But finally, they went. You're shit. You've cost us not just cost us a movie franchise. You've also cost us our. Sp- special district in florida at the same time and yeah. you need to be gone and i know they're gonna make excuses and she's gonna sue if she sues then she's never working on hollywood again she was there apparently from the start when they were above a fucking mercedes dealership um so i and she's one of these one of the obnoxious people who keeps pushing the message and yeah. it's just nice to have a scalp for our side Yes, it is, but I don't think it's enough. Um, oh no, it's I, not. I, I, but but Keith, this is a victory. We should just enjoy the well, fact that we we, we scored it, it we scored a, one. It is a victory, um, and in actual fact, I think it's going to be one of many to come. Um, I mean, she was in charge of special effects, which I've frankly been shocking for the most part in all of Marvel's stuff recently. But I. I I mean, like you with Star Wars, and I have to admit, I'm not... Andor was the only thing that kind of kept me rooted to Star Wars. Um, I'm like that with Marvel. I, I, I have just become, like... I, have, I, I haven't been to the cinema to see a Marvel movie for over a year. Um, I, I just won't give them the money. Um, and, you know, it's funny, since Kevin... Feige started slapping his name on 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 these movies. Feige <laughs> production, they've all been shit. I yeah. I don't know where they thought the arrogance and obnoxiousness of doing She Hulk. I mean, it was so unbelievably obnoxious. I mean, they they accuse right. these people that they were trolling of being obnoxious. My. God, you were more obnoxious than any the one thing, that I've seen. 
Do you know the thing that caught me about that is is the quality of the writers, and this is this is this is where I think Kevin Feige needs to fucking go. Pardon my language. Yeah, because yeah, the writers, none of them knew how to write a legal drama, none of them know, knew how to write television, uh, and yeah. and none of them knew how to write a comedy. And they were supposed to write a television comedy drama starring a Marvel character, and no one was qualified. So, you know, I know it's the this the fucking age old oh uh, the diversity bullshit but you know yeah i mean i messaged you earlier in in the week to, uh, and i you've probably been sick so you didn't watch it but i watched this week's mandalorian and it was it was it was it was bad but i couldn't get over how bad the effects were and the set gareth they they were meant to be outside and i swear to god the the, the 1984 planet set where Tasha Yar died in Night's Generation looked fucking better than this, right? That, and then like, we finally get to see how Grogu was saved from the Jedi Temple, right? I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know who was playing the Jedi that saved him. And it's only yesterday that I learned that was the guy that voiced Jar Jar Binks. But again, when he's on his speeder bike going through Coruscant, the effects are so bad! Oh, I've seen better blue... I've done better blue screen. Right, going 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 back to Victoria Lunter, apparently she's upset all the visual effects houses in Hollywood. She has knocked them to the point that they do not want to work for Disney. That takes a lot. It really does. And and one of the things that they said, and I imagine it's probably the same here with the Mandalorian, was that Marvel don't know what they bloody want. So you'll get a brief from them, you'll do the brief, and then they'll change the brief. You'll change that brief and then I'll change it one more time. And we know this because of all the bloody delays that they've had in reshoots because they haven't given the guys enough time. I'll be honest with you, in my current contract, yeah, it would be you get it at a really good rate if you get your spec right first time. But the moment you you go, walk, walk, walk into the we're changing it, it's like, guys, you're going to have to fork over a shitload of cash because we're expecting more money from you because uh, you broke your agreement. That's what I'd be doing, and that's what should be done. So it should be costing them more, but that's me. I mean, I, I was thinking about about it. The, you're right, but the, the only Marvel movie I've seen at the cinema in Phase Four was Shang Chi, and technically Spider Man Three. I saw three times in cinema, um, but that wasn't really a Marvel Phase Four. That's that Sony. Um, it's the only one that I saw at the cinema. None of the others, are, and I haven't seen Ant Man. I haven't actually seen Ant Man. And I don't really intend to. Um... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Chuck's being funny in the comments. He's saying I'm being like Charlie and Charlie's Angels, but Charlie, Charlie wasn't sick with a cold during most of the season. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Keith. I'm putting you off. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that she's gone. Um, she annoyed me, you know, when when she was interviewed on this on Wakanda Forever, never, and then started spouting off in Spanish on the. I mean, she just comes across as a noxious bitch. Excuse my language, but she does. Look, I know everybody loves Disney, and I, I still would love to go to Disneyland. I'd love to go to the Disney parks, but Disney is an entertainment company. I'm kind of going ha ha, served you right. Oh um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I hate seeing bad businesses thrive. That's my thing. Yeah. I really don't like seeing seeing bad businesses fl uh, thrive. 
Um, <clears throat> so I, mean, I, I want bad businesses to either get better or go. So I'm trying to think if I've seen anything decent on 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 Disney Plus other than Andor, and I, I you know, other than that Thai cave rescue thing, which was made by National Geographic, so not technically Disney. Um, there's nothing else I've seen that I could really remember as being all that good. Um, I, I, just none of Disney's content is any good. None. None of the newer content is, but they've got older content from I'm, other things. It's all right. Mandalorian season three is shockingly bad. I mean, it's just bad. It's boring. This week's episode was rescue a kid from a flying bird thing. Wow. Wow. That's, that's advanced the Star Wars universe uh, by a lot. And we only get eight episodes of this shit. We're halfway through and it's been shit. I, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just... Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm in two minds about whether, going to see, whether I'll go and see Indiana Jones. The trailer is a pretty good trailer. I think we both sort of said... As a trailer, like the trailer. I'm not sure the film's like going to be trailer. any good. Yeah, whoever did the trailer worked with the best they had. Okay, we'll give them that. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a good film. But I did, yeah, right. I like, but then again, I love the trailer. One of my favorite trailers of all time is the trailer to Prometheus. Yeah, that's not a great film, but that's a great trailer. I'll give you that. Um, I'll give you that. Um, I just, I don't. Yes, it's a victory, but I'm not sure she was sacked for the right reasons. I'm not. Oh, I, I'm not sure because I know how Bob Chapek thinks. I mean, don't forget, he's the fucking Iger. architect of all this. I go, sorry, he's the architect of all this bullshit. He is the fucking architect. Well, he needs to cut four thousand jobs. That's one. Well, <laughs> Three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine to go. That's if I was Disney employees. And I was like the low end employees. I would be out protesting and blatant and saying that the bosses have to go because it's the bosses that have overseen all of this and been the architects of this. It's the bosses like Feige and her and and all the others that okay these ridiculously bad films. It's them that have this, you know ever since Avengers Endgame, the damn Marvel Cinematic Universe has had no fucking direction whatsoever. And it doesn't. I mean, my fucking twelve year old niece says that, I and mean, she can do a better job. She knew the whole reason that people went to see Marvel films is they were leading somewhere, right? So far as I'm concerned, that it's, it was over with Endgame, and I think Endgame is a bad movie. There were so many bad mistakes made in that movie. I know what I said about Infinity War at the time. I was going through something. I watched that film now, and I think, this is a fucking good film. The next one is bad, just bad. And, and, you know, the only good film has been Spider-Man 3, and that's because it was Sony. Yeah, because Sony had the, the, like, the creative kind of control over all of that stuff. Um, it's... Uh, I, I, Endgame... I, it's annoying, because there were certain opportunities that they missed in Endgame. One was the rematch with the Hulk. Mm. Yeah, that was one. That was clearly on there. And then there was the rematch with Thor... And then there was the fact that they didn't kill off the, the Thanos that actually did the damage. They killed off a different one. And then they introduced the, the, the multiverse, which was like, ooh, now you've removed consequences. Well done. None of your stories have any stakes. And it's uh, right. We'll talk about Star Trek later, but using 
Picard as an as a as an example, a fight between two ships in Picard has more stakes than it did at the end of the first season of Picard when they had eight million ships fighting off against yes. eight million ships because there were stakes and we understood those stakes and we were engaged with those stakes. And putting the multiverse thing in there has bugged it up. Did you hear about the guy who played Kang? What happened to him last night? No, Jonathan Majors. Oh no, the other guy. Rest. Sorry, come on. Jonathan May yeah. just got arrested for beating up his girlfriend. Oh, dear God. <laughs> can't make it up. I really can't make it up. I was like, I was having trouble sleeping because of this. And um, I was just flicking through news and bits. And I just found that. And I was like, oh, my God. So well done. Well done, Disney. You uh, fucking itched your cart to the wrong horse. <sighs> So yes, well, he'll imagine. Be I don't know. I, I I'd be honest with you. I think they'd be better off using a Nihilus as the next bad guy, and have the negative zone. I I think it, they would be better off actually just scrapping everything they've got in the lineup and going back to the drawing boards. You know, she was famous for dissing the X Men. The X Men are still liked comic wise. <clears throat> She was famous for, for dissing all of the things. I think they need to go back to the drawing board and they go to, right, do we want to continue Marvel Studios? If we do, we've got to bring back Tony Stark. Right, that's the first thing. No one ever dies in comics, so they, they can come up with some timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly shit to bring him back. Chuck a fucking hundred million at Johnny, Johnny uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. He'll come back. He's already sort of half indicated he'll come back. Um... You know, I, Chris Evans, nah, you know, people say, oh, it was all about Chris Evans as well. Mm, yeah, you know, one or the other. If I was going for one, it would be Tony Stark. He was the one that started it all. Bring him back and then just start off a new, reset everything. You know, we don't, I mean, people dis, like, Miss Marvel. Actually, Miss Marvel was probably one of the better. And, I, and it's not saying much, don't get me wrong, it's not saying much, but it was one of the better um tv series than than everything but i'm not interested in seeing the marvels i, I just no interest whatsoever the only reason I, that i might watch loki season two is because when tom hiddleston is on with um what's his face they are quite charismatic together Owen Wilson, um, yeah Owen wilson that, that i i could watch those two having a chat all day long but i know it's going to be more of the same bullshit oh um, yeah lady loki but they, they've it. delayed Agatha Harkness. I don't need an Agatha Harkness series. I never I asked for an Agatha Harkness series. Uh, there are so many There's so oh. many other characters, and you gave me an Agatha Craven the Hunter series. We could have done uh. that, would have been good. Um, I'm just thinking, trying to think of like the random C list villains at least, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know, Stiltman TV series can cross it over with Daredevil. That would have been better. I think they've got to re reset it. They've got to look at right. You got Spider Man Four on the horizon. That's good. That you know you could sort of have a word with Sony, and and you know think about that as a film. You could, you know, they they killed off Daredevil. I'm really not looking forward to Daredevil because they're recasting people in that. So and I'm not looking forward to. They Disney's haven't killed it off. Daredevil. They fucked it up. That, well, no, it, they killed off when, it, when we've watched it and we've gone that was shit. Yeah, well, um, no, I think Daredevil will get delayed. I, I think they're beginning to realise how bad bad Marvel is. They definitely know how bad Star Wars is. Um, All right, I mean, so 
so that's my 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 big question because ding dong we want the witch to be gone yeah? yeah and she needs to go because she's costing them just as much money as victoria alonso she's pissed away what the four billion that they spent acquiring star wars and she definitely needs to go hopefully i know i know we said we like the trailer but if indiana jones collapses like a black hole if people go and see it the first day and they go we uh nah give him his mate and it has a massive drop off like I expect it to do. Because it because there will be those people who don't know, who will wander in there to watch Indiana Jones and then go, what is this shit? So yeah. it, it it's one of those things. Um I I I think she will be gone. I'm very much in two minds about the acolyte. Uh I, I like the sound of the cast. The person that is show running this is you, you're never ever going to convince me that she had no idea about Harvey Weinstein. You are never going to convince me of that. And she's one of uh, what's her face's fucking proteges. So, you know, she can be gone as well. Um, and this isn't a hate, you know, anything against women. This is against shit. And I'm sorry, these people are shit at their jobs. They have failed <laughs> upwards, they have been failing for years. And you know, it it it, it, it it's finally the roost that you know the, the the chickens are coming home to the roost, and it, it, it's tough shit. I mean, th this week I'm hearing interesting things, and I sort of like you know picking up on rumors that I think have some validity about about Star Trek in the fact that the, the Paramount, like when Picard season three started off, no one was watching it. I mean, it was it was considered a flop, and it's only through people like you know, you know, the, the fandom medicine who've been making videos for the most part saying how good it is that people have suddenly started watching. And the last few episodes have been number one on Paramount Plus, and it's this week that they've decided that it sounds like they've pretty much contracted Terry Metalis to come back and write his series. And it's funny how suddenly we're hearing a lot about Star Trek Legacy. Do um, do, do you want to hear something funny? The thing on. that gets me, and they probably this is the bit that's probably made them go, you know what? It and it's an awful thing to say about it. It's cheaper. Yeah, I mean, Picard season three had a minuscule it's, budget, and yet it has been the best trek in twenty years. It's about seven what? sets in total. Yeah. And why? Because it's well written. It's well directed. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yes, there's a few things wrong with it, but for the most part, it's I mean it's certainly competently written. Um I love I love I love all the subtle digs. Look, whether you like it or not, and, and I and I'll give Terry Matalis his dues, right? He I think he was in contractual talks when he appeared on on that stream a couple of weeks ago. I think he was. So he has to say nice things. But he is retconning everything in Picard season three, or or he's taking things and actually using them and writing them into it, where he can write them into it. Like he's retconned the whole design of the Enterprise in episode six, just retconned it. You know, strange new worlds, boom. And he knew what that would do. He knew what that would by featuring that fucking original Constitution class as it looked like in the original. He knew what that would do. This guy is a geek. This guy appears on streams. This guy is one of us. He knew the debate that that would launch online. I, he knew I, it. 
Right, we'll, we'll get to we'll, we will get to that. So, but do you want to talk about? Go okay, on. go on. I'm. I want to talk about slow horses. I. I just want to finish off. I'm not going into Picard season three, but it, it, what I'm saying is that the execs at Paramount have woken up to the fact that this suddenly everybody's saying nice things about this. It's only people like Doomcock who have their own agenda now. Um, right. That, just yeah. On that on that. Slagging it off. On that note, I watched it, yeah, and and then I watched Red Letter Media. You know Red Letter Media? Yeah. And, and my, my weather vane was, how did Red Letter Media respond to it? Because I'll be honest with you, they're the guys, if it's shit, they, they'll, they'll, rip, they'll rip it a new one, yeah? And if it's not, because they, they are massive Star Trek fans, and Mike from Red Letter Media will slip in Star Trek references everywhere. I mean, everywhere. That's how big a Star Trek fan he is. But he's the one who he's the they they coined two kind of public terms, and one is um, get excited for next product, consume next product, and mm -hmm. how does it feel that you're old enough to watch all your favorite franchises die? Yeah, mm -hmm. which is true. And they liked it. So from that perspective, I knew that he was full of shit for that, um, just because he put it against my weather vane, and my weather vane went mm, talking bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. But Hey ho! Oh, he is full of shit now. I'm sorry he has an agenda, but I'm not going to go more into that. I just, I no. Um, but let, let's talk about slow horses because you've discovered this show. I, I love this show. Everything from the theme tune to the spy work. I, they are from some books, and obviously you have Slough to get House. used to the Slough House is is kind of very fictitious and where MI5's headquarters is is fictitious. No, no. That's that is the park is Tim's house. That's yes, how they refer but, to Tim's house. Well, yes, but it's located in a different place in the books. Yeah, because um, you're not allowed to go anywhere near Tim's house. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, MI6 building is fine for you to go near for some reason, but Tim's house, which is literally over the other side of the river, you could uh, throw a stone at. No, no, you're not allowed to go anywhere near. Tim's that. house is a bit more conspicuous than bloody MI6. Um, but yeah, true. Um, I liked the first season. I enjoyed the first season. I fucking loved the second season. Can can I play a clip that I showed? I shared to a guy at work, yeah. and he wet yeah. himself laughing for like two days straight. Yeah. So it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I hope I got the sound on. Have I... Got the sound on? Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, I don't normally do these kind of speeches, but this feels like a big moment, and if it all turns to shit, I might not see any of you again. You're fucking useless. The lot of you. <laughs> Working with you has been the lowest point in a disappointing career. Right. <laughs> I love that. I sent that to one of the guys at work and I said, if I ever leave work, this is the speech I'm going to make. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's utter genius. Um, it, it, it's an amazing show. Um, and Gary Oldman is, is just at his best in this. Um, yeah, he is. I, I, he... I've, I've really enjoyed this. I've really, really enjoyed this. It, like, it's it's one of, very watchable. It's it's one of the things that's trending quite high uh, high on um on Apple TV as a as a TV show, yeah. and it it remind it was weird because it reminds me of Spooks, 
from the spooks, not yeah, spooks, not, yeah. yeah, it, spooks yeah, yeah. on on um, yeah. on, on yeah. BBC. It, it does, but with a comic edge, I think. Oh yeah, because it's it is because I always say to the missus, it's more interesting seeing incompetent people do things competently than it is seeing competent people do competent things. If that makes any sense, because of the struggle and the screw ups and stuff, and it's like. You've got you've got one you've got all these spies who get pushed out to slough houses where all the shit ones are. So you've got Gary Oldman who is actually a good spy left over from the Cold War. Mm. Who I, I don't know. He's got a game. I don't know what the game is. He's playing a game. Yeah, everyone knows that he's playing a game, but no one knows what the game is. If that makes any sense. And then he gets all the spies pushed over there. So in the fir- I got quite confused with the first episode because you've got the, the the guy who looks like Simon so looks like a better version of Simon yeah. Pegg who yeah. uh, River something I can't remember what his name is yeah but you've got him and he's running this thing at Stansted and he's after a guy with um a blue shirt and a white t-shirt yeah but he was told the wrong way around so he attacks this one guy on a bloody tarmac thinking he's got a bomb he got it wrong yeah he then finds the guy he chases him down and then you find out it's a training exercise because it looks like he blows himself up and you think oh he's got the whole the whole thing up um, looks like it's a training exercise and everybody just rips the piss out of him for it. Every time he meets anyone, it's like, kind of got all those people killed. It was a training exercise. <laughs> and, and I love the reference to it in the second season where he calls in, he calls in the, 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 the September threat. Cause someone's got yeah. a plane and they're going to fly yeah. into a building. And it's like kind of, Oh my God, it's fucking, it, what, what was it? Stansted all over again. Cause that's what the, yeah. the exercise, um, cause he called it in falsely. It's, it's really good. I love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's character's up there with Gene Hunt. If you oh, know yes. what I mean. Yes. Oh, He's yes. a spy version of Gene Hunt. Oh, yeah. And because I love fucking Gene Hunt. I mean, Gene Hunt still has the best lines on TV. It's fake as a tranny's fanny. You wouldn't get away with that now. <laughs> but that line was on the BBC. There, if you look at Gene Hunt, it's fake as a tranny's fanny. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, but I mean, Gary Oldman's got some brilliant lines in this, but what I like is it's not just com- comical. I mean, you know, you find out spoilers if you haven't seen this, there's kind of like a Marvel stinger at the end of the first season because what you didn't mention is River, the guy who is not incompetent, who was fucked over. No, no, um, no, 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 he, no. In the second series, he proved that he was incompetent, he but for something know. completely different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but River's. River has a famous grandfather. Grandfather is his grandfather. His uncle, yes, his grandfather. His grandfather, who is also a, a, a leftover Cold War spy. At the end of the first season, there is a stinger that actually does have quite big consequences to another character who you kind of like, who who has issues, should we say? But she's actually a pretty fucking good spy when she gets the courage up, um, as you see in the second series. Um, yeah. This- there's, 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 some, there's some good bits there. They haven't dealt with that yet, so I'm looking forward to that coming out in the third season. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, I'm, Gary Oldman wasn't wrong in what he did. I'm not going to ruin this for you. But that hasn't been revealed yet. So that that's quite a good singer. But oh, yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman's, you know, fuck up. He's actually a very good spy, which you see again in the second season. Um... And I thought the second season was a lot better than the first. I love the fact that they gave the sort of like fuck up but quite brilliant tech guy a kind of antagonist in the form of uh, Luther's kind of stepdaughter. (laughs) 
And she yeah. was she was again quite a competent spy, and she was fucking brilliant in this because her bouncing off him throughout that say that 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 that, that made for some great television. <laughs> and like you know, when they're arguing, she's breaking into their hard drives and shit like that. That was that was just fucking brilliant. Um it's like it, the it, it, it's like the bit in the first series. But I can't remember the woman's name. Oh, the one whose husband gets ki- got killed, um, and she's arguing. And it's like kind of, oh, we need to get hold of the um, what do you call it? The registration for the van, so we can track it to the the steal the the, the thing for stealing it. And then she goes out, and then she comes back, and she turns around. And she went, "How did you get that?" And it was like, "Oh, it's obvious, isn't it?" I phoned him up. I said, an accident with the car. Couldn't, couldn't quite remember it, but I do remember it was one of yours. And then they gave me the registration to it. And now you can plug the registration in. Because she's like, like, what's, what's he described it? River describes it as being analog spy craft yeah. rather than the digital stuff that he does. The thing is, is the guy who does like the tech stuff is useful, but he's a prick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, is. Totally. And it's like but when that... one of the characters dies and. I will call her that SpongeBob girl because yeah. that's referred to herself in Luther. Um, she says to him, "Oh, don't don't you care that so and so died? You work with him, but, yeah, but we've got any pictures." So yeah, it was that's yeah, it's um, it's it's a good. Oh, he, yeah, really. he, he he is a prick, the tech guy. But I love the fact that in the second season, you he has an antagonist antagonist that points out he's a prick, mm. <laughs> and she does it very well. Um, and uh, no, I think Slow Horses is brilliant. I like the fact that they've obviously th- filmed all of these quite close to each other because there's a third season and they give us a trailer at the end of the second season. Um, so it's definitely got a third season. There's a number of books that these are made after and obviously one book per season. Um, I am very much looking forward to the third <laughs> season. It's the one reason I've actually kept my Apple TV thing because this has been quite good. And it's got James James Callis is yeah. in it from Battlestar Galactica. I know. So I know. it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's it's one of my newly discovered favorite TV series. I need to get my um my father-in-law to watch it because I think yeah. he'll enjoy the crap out of it too. And I'm actually yeah. now te- I'm actually really tempted to go and dip into the books. So mm. yeah, I'm going to just uh, create. But on 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 another note, apparently I was checking this out because it was I'd listened to the theme tune and I was like. Is that Mick Jagger? Well, they couldn't have got Mick Jagger for this. And then it turns out it's Mick Bloody Jagger. And apparently the story is that they, that the guy who um, was in charge of the music knew Mick Jagger. And then he told him he was working on, um, what do you call it, on, on Slow Horses. And he went, I love those books. And then he offered to do it. And then they heard about it and they didn't know about it until they actually put the, the series together. But, um, yeah, it's... It's mad. It's good, a really good TV show. I, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best things on, on Apple. There's another one called Severance, which I'm watching now, which isn't as entertaining, but it does have a really good kind of mystery element to it. And I need you to watch that, Keith, so we can we can have I a will. natter about that. I will. So go on, go on. This is the thing you've been wanting to chat about to me all week. Well, come on, it was really good. <laughs> I mean, it just... I mean, okay, we, we got the return of uh, Picard Season 3, Episode 6, The Bounty. And I was like, when I saw the episode title, I went, they are not, they are not. I, I, I knew the Bounty reference in Star Trek. There is no fucking... Hang on a second, right? In the end credits, 
that that bloody Klingon thing that translates thing that's a cloaking device. I'm geeky enough because I've got tech mangles that I know that's a fucking cloaking device, right? But come on, that's, come on. No, no, <laughs> no. That thing, that thing isn't a cloaking device. That's the um, that's the portal device because you see it get picked up by the strike. It's Klingon writing. It's Klingon writing. Uh, it well, converted. I thought it was a portal device. Until I realised it's Hank, which bit you t- are you talking about? Right at the end, when you have the thing, it looks like a no. top, it looks like the floating no. supercomputer thing that was in. Oh, he's okay. gone. He's crapped. He crapped. He's crapping out again. There's a bird on his wire. Okay. Um. There, there's a bit right. about the third way through the end, It's not end bad. Credit. Um. This is a thing through the 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 the, uh, the sort of midway through the credits where it's Klingon writing. And it keeps getting translated into thing, and that's, that's a cloaking device. Um, and when I saw the episode title "Bounty," I thought, "Hang on, that is a very obscure Star Trek Four reference." But there's no way in hell they're doing that. And they fucking did. <laughs> and I just thought, "Shit." And and you 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 the thing is, and the thing that 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 comes ever more apparent, right, is that Terry Metalis fucking loves Star Trek. And you know, he likes paying fan service. I mean, did you notice the uh, NX01 refit? So, so it has the original Enterprise from Enterprise that later had a refit, so it has like another thing, and that was there. Now, you don't see the name of it, but I bet you that was NX01 refit. Um, but I think the yeah. biggest fucking thing from this, and blink and you miss it, um, but it's there, <laughs> is when when Wolf and uh, Riker walk past, or when they're in the Daystrom uh, Center and they walk past, you see Genesis Two rocket, nice. Um, you see the canister from Star Trek uh, um, Nemesis that blew up the Romulan Parliament. You see an attack treble, which was genius. Then you see a body or a body scan, which has a heartbeat, and above it is written James T. Kirk. <laughs> Kirk lives. And again, Terry Vitalis is famous I... for hating Generations because of that. Everybody hates Generations because of that. Um, so Kirk lives and the possibilities are endless and I know I know that if they I don't think it's going to happen I don't think it's going to happen but it would be very very cool just to see William Shatner one more time just one more time even if it's just a brief fucking cameo even if right at the end of Picard season 3 we get the stinger at the end and it goes back to that room and then and then the camera goes in you just see the body of James T. Kirk lying and then an eye opens and that's it. If it ends like that and we never get any more Star Trek, I will still be satisfied. And Metallus knows it. And I, 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 I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... This, this has put oh. a smile on my face every week like no show has done for a very long time. Mainly because it All means right. so much for me. Okay, so, so first things first, and you're going to go, oh, I didn't think it was good as last week's episode. Last uh, week's episode was really good, <laughs> and it was quite hard to top. Um, and I felt it did, it was a little too reliant on member berries. 
it made sense contextually it was correct but i felt it kind of lent too hard into it i i i think look i can see why some people would take that i the foot on the first viewing i found georgie annoying at the beginning like really annoying then i watched it again i went okay i understand why he's being like that um and they do like you know everything matthias introduces he addresses um and he did address that and i i watched it again this is the thing, right? I, 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 after that, I think third episode, I made a judgment and I said, I've got to go and watch it again. I have not made a judgment until I've watched it twice. Um, and every second viewing, I kind of understand it more. So I was less annoyed by Georgie Philip Ford. I, 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 I thought this was better, but that's because of the member berries, because I liked the member berries. I loved seeing the Enterprise. I loved seeing Voyager. I like how they fucking interject the music from each show in there you know the defiant you get that subtle deep space nine and then it cuts to um uh the um enterprise a and you get the original series music and it cuts to voyager and god she looked good um and uh you get that subtle voyager music in the back i i, I loved all of that yeah if you're not i can understand why you would think episode five was better and maybe objectively it was um, I, I just, I'm not, so, I I'm not saying the episode was crap. I'm just saying. No, no, if, I know what I... you're saying. Yeah, and, and and I think you you are you are probably more objective than me when it comes to Star Trek. So you are probably right that episode five objectively was better. Right? They have not addressed Jack. That is a red herring. That right. right. So <laughs> this is so when thing. you saw the title bounty, yeah, mm. I thought they were going to explain that in this episode what the bounty was on for Jack and why it was on for Jack. That's what I was thinking. And then when I saw the Klingon ship, I was like, ah, now I, are they going to... I thought they were going to steal it. I thought they were going to steal the ship and use that to rescue them. And then it was like, nah, because we can't afford the sets. We're just going to take the <laughs> cloaking device out because it's easy. I've got one question for you. What's in Hangar Bay 12? What do you think is in Hangar Bay 12? Is it the E or is it the... Is it a... It can't be the D, but is it a galaxy class? It's gonna be. It's gonna be the Enterprise D. It'll be the D. They made a comment. Look, right? Nobody likes the fat ones. So which one's not out on display? The fat one. The fat one. That's because you got. And I'm sure. And I'm sure I saw the Sovereign class in that 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 part. No, that no. What you saw. Because from an angle, it does look like the Sovereign. It's not. It's the NX-01 refit. Because if you zoom in, you can see that it's well. It's the NX-01. Um, you, it doesn't. You can't. They did can't get the label on it. But it's the NX-01 refit from the game, just like the Enterprise F is from the game. Um, so I love the fact that they're playing into that game because so many people love starships. And I mean, I, look, I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a fun filled episode. I love. Um, I can understand why people think Vadik is slightly hammed up. And according to Dave Cullen, you're going to see that more. And I do think she's slightly hammy. Um, but at I the think same she's time... Doing, I think she's doing it. I think she's doing it on on, uh, on purpose. And she's enjoying herself. I think I, she's having a whale of time playing the film. Because when she's I, sitting in the chair and she's yelling orders to people, yeah? she's got a, She's suppressing it, but she's got a big bloody grin down below. Yeah, because it's one of those yeah. things. That's the kind of thing you want to do is yell, you know, do this, do that. 
I mean, I think somebody needs to remind Dave Cullen of her father's role in Star Trek because he was equally as hammy and, and and equally as, you know, just having a laugh. You know, nobody's experienced Shakespeare until you've heard it in its original Klingon. That was her father, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> no, as, not Christopher know. Lambert, Christopher Plummer. Sorry, that's what I meant. I keep mixing those two up. Christopher Plummer. Lambert is Christopher Lambert. Highlander. Highlander. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sorry. Moment. Um, Christopher Plummer was brilliant. And and I think she's quite good. So I think I, I slightly disagree with David Cullen there. But um I, 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 But I, this is right, hang on a second. This is what geeks used to argue over before we got into the wokeness crowd. Exactly. And I really I really appreciate having the proper arguments. It's like kind of it's like the games consoles, yeah. And it's like kind of in the old days, Nintendo or Sega or and then it turned to PlayStation or Xbox, yeah. And I I like those whether you like you like them, I like having those conversations because there's always yes. some merit to what people were saying. And it's not just someone beating you over the head with some shit morality. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And but this is why I love I've loved this season. I mean, there are people still trying to have a go at it. And it's funny what they're picking up on. Like all these wokey woke fucking journalists are now having a go at Picard season three. And I love it because what they're picking apart is just BS. It's like you, you just don't understand well-written stuff. You're going to have a go at everything because it's not your fucking Star Trek discovery. Here's the thing, right? Look, the, the one thing I will say about discovery is it is always looks good. It looks beautiful. That's about the only thing I can say about it, right? Yeah, the production, production was amazing. The production staff have done a marvelous job on discovery the same with Strange New Worlds. And whilst I like Strange New Worlds more than I like Discovery, the only reason I like Strange New Worlds is because of Captain Pike, because Anson Mount is just a damn good captain, and he needs to be a more good captain. And there is a one episode in Strange New Worlds where he really is a good captain. Um, but they didn't use Rebecca Romaine enough. And, you know, it's now the only Star Trek series in production. It's rumoured to have a season three, that will be it because they were contracted for three seasons. Um, and I think, I think some people are speculating we're going to get an announcement at the end of the uh, end of the year. Paramount, if by some miracle you're listening to this, announce it at the end of Picard season three if you know what's good for you, even if it's two years in the future. Bloody well announced that you're bringing Terry Metalis back to write Star Trek Legacy. Do it. Bloody announce it. Because I tell you, you will have the love of the fans and they will wait two years. And they might even tune into Strange New Worlds in the meantime. Trust me on this. Um, look, yeah, objectively, it probably wasn't as good an episode, but I love the member berries, Gareth. I love them. I love seeing those mm. ships. I liked, I... I liked the fact that, that Geordie was a dick, but he was a dick for a reason. And they didn't make him a dick of a father. They made him a real father. And he wasn't a dick. He was trying to protect his daughter. Fathers of daughters do that all around the world. I was going to say, Bill Biffa, mate, we talk, we covered that at the beginning when we were talking about Victoria Alonso disappearing off from uh, thing. And yes, I, I think I, I, my advice is to uh, maybe move past the whole Kang thing and uh, Nihilus, well, I think was my suggestion. But it could be just Apocalypse too. Because of the X-Men, that'd be quite good. Um, I think Marvel's cursed. I think uh, 
they're a bit shit. <laughs> no worries. No, no, no harm, no foul. I, um, I mean, going back, I know that we're going to find out what's in Hangar Bray 12. And I will be happy with either the D or the E. I'm famous for loving the E. I think the E's a cool shit. Um, but yeah, you, the, the you're, D... you're big into big into East at, at college, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, but I love a star. <laughs> oh, he's capped out. At heart, I, I love a star. Oh, there he goes again. Look at look at that face. I'm not losing you. See? This is weird, stupid Rita. Um, I I love a I love a. I love a starship, and like Jack said, if I'm absolutely honest, I'm a Constitution man at heart. And God, she was gorgeous. Um, so if I'm all honest, you know what I want to see is them on board the, the Kirk ship. But who cares? Um, now I thought the way they brought back Data was interesting. I did not see that coming. I right. love the fact that everybody thought it's law, it's law. Well, not quite. Uh. <laughs> His, what I what I did enjoy was the fact that they actually wrapped up that head, B4's head from Nemesis, yeah. which was yeah. good. I, okay, now I've got a I've got a weird theory. I don't think they've done it, <laughs> but <laughs> as soon as I saw the fact that they they they, uh, yeah, I did not see that. Uh, yeah, great. Could they I'll put that back up. Kiss? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, well, they did say he was more human-like and older and things. They did address that. They did it cleverly. Um, okay, so they stole John Luke Picard's real body, and you know, Terry Metalis is actually doing something with that. Okay, here's the thing, right? You thought that Jack was a changeling. What if Beverly is the changeling? Oh. What if Beverly is the tra- changing and Jack really is his son, but he's a clone or like, like, not like he is, he's kind of like being made in a lab and he's not that old. He's like only a couple of months old and that Beverly is the changing. Why do they want him? Why do they want him? Right. And, and I can't see them writing in a son only to kill him off. Right. Last week, I, I could believe your theory, right? But this week, when I thought, hang on, they've stolen John Luke Picard's body. Why do they need that? Do they need that for the DNA? What, what possibly could you do with a dead body, right? DNA, right? They've given the, this, they've taken DNA. This guy's got the pneumatic syndrome, right? They've already got that from the DNA from a clone. Why do they need him? Hang on, like Beverly insists it's his son. What if Beverly is the changeling? I can see I it. No, I can see it. I, that, but she that. uncovered the. But she uncovered the changeling's fleshier form. Yeah, but what can they do about it? They're out, out in the cold. No one's listening to them. What can they actually do about it right now? You know, they, they, you know, no one, no one at Starfleet believes them. They are, are see, fugitives, and it's not like they've turned up and gone. We've got proof. Where's the evidence? See, my my worry is that. Um, they're going to cross it over with the Borg because I don't use him as like a key to activate a Borg cube or something. I, I don't see them bringing back the Borg. I think again, you you know, I, right. We know. That I'm trying Picard to think is... what, what's special about Picard's body. And the most special thing is that he yeah. was Lacuous. Yeah. yeah? 
I mean, right, what's the biggest criticism, or one of the biggest criticisms is they keep going back to the Borg in Picard, right? Now, we know that Matthias watches has has taken all of this criticism on board. I, yeah, I but once you're trying to fix it. Back. He is. But I can't, you know, when everybody realised it was the changings, everybody had a geek geekasm. Um, and uh, including you <laughs> and me. Um, mm. I was like, okay, that's really cool. That, you know, I don't know. You could be right. You could be right. I, I, it's still connected I, to I, Jack in some way. I, I am desperately trying to think what m makes him him stick out, and it's like Q, the Q thing or Q's dead. Yeah. Is there any other one that I can what? think of? So far as we know, Q is dead. Um, yeah. Then again, it might be a non-linear thing, so that might be a version of him at old age that showed up then, but there's still younger versions of him out in the cosmos. If that makes any sense. It's all a yep. bit wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. I mean, yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. At this point in time, I don't know. I know the next two episodes are kind of weaker. Um, I don't really care as long as they're as entertaining uh, as it has been. And I, I'm not, you know, this guy loves Trek. I, I keep saying this, but it's obvious. This guy. And you can tell, and I think this is why the fans are buying into it, and why the fans excuse all the little niggly things with it. And there are niggly things with it. You know, their overuse of modern vernacular is still there. You know, there is a lot of swearing. And, okay, sometimes I like it. I, I kind of loved Riker's talk back to the changeling, you know, <laughs> filled you with all that gooey shit. I liked that line. I know that it makes some people cringe, but it made me giggle. Oh, um, hang on, hang on. I just realised one reason I didn't like the episode as much. What? Marina Sirtis. <laughs> look, I right. saw her, I went, oh, I can't just keep her on video for fuck's sake. Look, I know people don't like her because of what she said in real life, but the character is Well, fine. no, it's not the fact that she sounds in real life. It's the fact that, that in, in Star Trek, she has like a... a, a, a Eastern European style accent, and then she's got a Cockney slash South London accent. Yeah, but that confuses the hell that, out of me. That comes through in that video. It made me giggle. I mean, again, I that was a mistake. That that was the wrong take. I think you said four feet in the air. Gosh, Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, but she's Cockney though, isn't she? She is a Londoner. And that accent is still there. Um, oh, look, Troy was going to have to turn up at some point. You've got to have Troy. Now we've got them all back. But again, I, I loved, I loved the bit with um, Seven and again Raffi. I'm, I like Raffi now. <laughs> That's the problem. I like so Raffi now. They've done like, something that I really, someone who I really couldn't stand in the other ones, and it's like, ah, oh, you, you've made a, made me like her. Yeah, and I kind of liked her in Daystrom when she was refereeing between him and Rolf. Um, it's like, come on, we're here to do a job. Would you two stop fucking about? Paraphrasing. Yeah, but um, it's just like Rikers doing stuff. It's like kind of usually I get some weird comeback from that, yeah. um, which was good. Um, I love the, the bit. I love the bit where um, where Wolf's just you know when Seven sees Raffi and they're like, hello, and like. And it's like, are you coming down to the planet with us? Because, you know, when X lovers, um, then she goes, no, I'm not coming. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was lying. <laughs> that, that was really good. That was good. It was I like, mean, God, thank God. This is making everything more complicated. 
they're giving Michael Dawn all the best fucking lines, aren't they? He deserves it. I love seeing Wolf back. I love it. And he really is the best version of Wolf. He's brilliant. Really, really, really good. Um, out of all of them, I think I've enjoyed Wolf almost the most, and probably Riker as well, especially when the two of them were riffing off each other. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, it's, again, I loved it, even though I'd seen it in the trailer when he goes, I prefer, I prefer pacifism now. We're going to die. <laughs> it still made me laugh, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> no, I knew it was coming. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> and it's like, yes. attack triple, scourge of the Klingon Empire. <laughs> Just a quick one, right? Was the AI the data gestalt? I'm going to call it, or was it something it's... separate? No, it was data because they said so... the data was the inventory. He, he he was the AI as well because the minute we saw the Raven, and it was it was funny because like Riker goes, I've seen that somewhere before, and I'm like. I've seen that raven somewhere in Star Trek. What was it? Flying down. I remember seeing a raven in an episode flying down the Star Trek corridor. And then I went, Data dreaming. And then Moriarty turns up. And I was like, is this how it's about? And, uh, and then Moriarty. And then you hear that, the, the music. And I, I admit, I don't know music by notes. But then you heard the pop goes the weasel. And I went, and then you see him. And at the minute you see Riker, like in that thing, I went, Counter at Farpoint, this is where he first meets Data. I knew it instantly. Mm. Um, yes. And I was just like, oh my God, it's Data. And it's not Data, but it is Data. But it's Lull. They brought Lull back into it, like fucking Data's daughter. I was like, okay, they really are going to town with this. And I don't know how they're going to rectify it, but when he wakes up and he goes, Geordie, like that, you're just like, oh, Captain, like that. And it's like, Data, are you Data? Yes, Captain. No, Captain. I was like, Oh, this is gonna be oh, and then he switches to law, and then he switches to B four, and it was B four from Nemesis, and then he, you know, to the soon character, to like, why do soons all look alike? Um, but we can forgive that because it's just so good. I, um, I always thought he, he should be like one of people cloning himself and putting his mind into the clone body. That would make mm. perfect sense. Mm. Figured out the cloning, got it right. Figured out transfer his, his memory. It, yeah, I think the next two episodes are going to be not as strong. Um, that's what the people that have seen this keep saying. I wish they'd stop giving away hints, but I am glad that we get to find out what is in Hangar Bay 12. Come on, be the D or the E. Be, be, be the D. Keith wants the D, everybody. Keith's after yeah. the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't care, but I think the final two episodes are going to be amazing. But the thing is, they are like they're all the all the actors are saying that they're going to come back if Star Trek Legacy is going to get made. And they're all talking about it this week. I think Paramount's done a deal. And if I think, well, I know, I think, I think, I think paperwork is flying around. I, I think, think they're paperwork realizing is they, flying around. They can spend a fraction of what they've spent on Discovery, and more people will watch it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There's what seven sets. I mean, you know, Vanek's uh, ship is just the bottom part of the the ship that Rafi's been on. It's just the bottom <laughs> part. It's just redressed. It is. It's it's... It is. <laughs> I um, didn't realise just... that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's why they don't go downstairs. 
Because <laughs> they go downstairs. There's Vadik downstairs. We've been looking they, for they, him for the, the, the fact they keep using the 10 forward set and nobody cares. You know, why Why yeah. is it the way it's the 10 forward set always running in, in on the Titan? Well, everybody needs a drink. You don't care. You, it doesn't even matter if it doesn't make that much sense. You don't care because it's just... But you're telling good, a story right? and you're engaging us and yeah. you're taking us out of things. It's, yeah. I'm just it, hoping... It, I'm hoping it sticks to landing. That's my worry. My big worry is that it Everybody says it does. And based upon what I have seen so far and the fact that he addresses everything, every time we go, well, hang on, changes didn't look like that, and it gets addressed. You know, the fact... He 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 addresses everything, um, and everything that everybody said is he will address this. You do know what you do find out what's behind that door. You do find out what's hanger in Hangar Bay Twelve. These things get addressed. You know, this week the whole network chips thing again came up. That mm -hmm. will get addressed. Um, oh, so, I love that because it's like kind of. Starfleet has data link. It's like we have data link now with our fighters. <laughs> so, so it. I, I think it's going to be. I think it will stick the landing. And what's more, I think. I think we are going to get an announcement that Metallus is coming back. And if Paramount knows what they's good for him, they will bring okay, him back. He hang can, on a he second. Can clearly make Trek for a lot less money. Right. Right. Hold on a second. I think this is what's going to happen. You're going to find out on the last episode of Picard. That's another announcement. I, I think yeah. paperwork is flying around at the moment and they're trying to get people signed think, up, signed on and budget sorted. That's that's exactly what I mean. People are saying, Oh, you're probably gonna find out towards the end of the year. No. I think I think somebody at Paramount's finally got his head screwed on, right? Seen the fan reaction, seen the numbers going up, going, we need to announce this at the end of the card, right? Because if we don't announce this till the end of the year and we put strange new worlds on, it's gonna piss everybody off again. If we say, Look, right, we are doing this, right? And we're, and we're bringing him back. He's going to be head honcho. He's running all the, you know, everything. He's going to be writing his own series. He's going to be overseeing it. You know, you don't have to sack Alex Kurtzman. You just don't have to mention him. <laughs> um, and I think you will, you know, it's number one show on Paramount. When it started, it wasn't even in the top 10. Now it's the number one for the last two weeks. Says a lot. People are watching it. Um, people are coming back to it, and uh, if Paramount knows what's good for you, and I think you're right, I think the paperwork's flying around now because people have suddenly gone, "Oh shit, this is actually popular, and people are loving it now, and people are coming back." People, you know, and all these YouTubers, and and it's cheap, yeah. yeah, cheapest series of Star Trek by by a long way. I think the whole of Picard season three roughly costs what three episodes of Discovery cost. Wow. It's the best trick. Um, hang on, are we talking? Are we talking first and second season? Because they were a lot for the first and second season. Uh, I know that it had a really small budget, like a really small budget. Like people were not paid because it was such a small um, uh, budget. Um. Uh. So I, I think I, I read that it was like three episodes of Discovery for the whole season. Um, okay. Because well, partly because the sets were all built, they they didn't they they barely built any new sets for this. Um, so like Daystrom was a, was a roughly a new set, but a redressed one. 
Um, do, you, do, you want, do you want to hear something really sad? In Star Trek Discovery, when they had the Section 31 ship, and you yeah. saw like the, the setup of that, that was from the Expanse. I know. That was the... Um, that was the... It was oh, a redress of, of the um, one that uh, Admiral What's His Face was on. That, that Win, the one that Win took over. Win, yeah, I can't remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah, it got proto molecule in the end. Had the yeah, lift in the it middle. It was a redress of that set. You're you're correct. Um, right, but yeah, so sad when I saw that. I know, I know. But look, uh, the rumor is that that they are they they they've severely cut back on Star Trek production. If the, again. Look, I, I've liked Strange New Worlds, but unless you get rid of Akiva Goldsman, you're never going to, you know, it's still going to have this same bullshit where we have to focus on Uhura and she has to have some kind of tragedy in her life because it's lazy-ass writing. You need to fire the right. If you want to keep Strange New Worlds, you need to fire the writers and get Natalis to, you know, appoint some new writers that can actually fucking write. Then you might have a show. Otherwise, cancel it. He has right? got keep competent writing. writers who can write. Yeah, but then Akiva Goldsman puts all his own bullshit in. Yeah, no, no, I'm few... Terry Metalis. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Terry Metalis should then appoint some writers to carry on Strange New Worlds if they want to keep it. But to be honest, you can get rid of that. Um, keep Prodigy. Get rid of the fucking stupid cartoon, but keep Prodigy because Prodigy is actually quite good. Prodigy is Star Trek for kids, and it's pretty well and adults. Um, but it's pretty good Star Trek. Keep that. Get rid of everything else. Get Metalis in. Write a new Star Trek series. It'll be number one every week on your streaming service. Guaranteed. Or I will eat my hat. You still owe me a t-shirt. Two t-shirts. <laughs> I'll eat those t-shirts if I'm wrong. If they appoint Terry That's what Terry I think Metalis... happened to those t-shirts, that you ate them. <laughs> if they appoint Terry Metalis and he writes a show, I guarantee you it will be number one every week. Every week, it will be number one stream show on Paramount. No, no, no problem. Um, anyway, um, you're you're probably getting to the end of your energy reserves, and we've talked and waxed lyrical quite a bit. So I think it is time uh, to uh, put a bow on this and wrap it up and uh, say goodbye. Yep. Yes. So it's goodbye from me. Uh, it's a goodbye for me. Thank you to everyone in the comments. Thanks to everyone that's uh, commenting and posting. Thanks to Chuck, Biffa, Steve, a good old Natter, I think. It's Babster. Um, oh, Mr. Babster. Um, anyway, thanks for everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening if you're listening on the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.